Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Hey, would you guys welcome our children's pastor, Tammy Dieslow, to the stage? So nice, aren't they? Vineyard, you Vineyard, you guys are really nice people. It's just amazing to be around you guys and to do life together with you. Um, we're going to be finishing our series Forever Change this morning. It's been a wonderful look at how the world is reemerging in our day and also matching that up with how people who came into contact with Jesus in the scriptures had their lives really messed up. Jesus will mess up your life, y'all. He's going to change it in the most dramatic and beautiful and powerful and wonderful way. And so we've been looking at characters in the scriptures and seeing how their lives are changed and how we can carry in this re-emerging world discipleship. What does it mean to follow Jesus in a re-emerging world? World. And today we're going to conclude that series. Next week we'll begin a new series on the book of Acts. You're not going to miss it. There's going to be a, a, a huge emphasis on community and mission specifically. Because we're not a church if we're not on mission. It's just a country club. The church is set up to be missional community. There is a purpose for us and an even greater purpose in these times. So you're not going to want to miss that. Um, Hearts reunited next Sunday. It's going to be amazing. But today, um, we're going to look at, we've saved the best for last in our series, and we're going to take a look at kids. We're going to take a look at kids. And it's important to talk about children in the kingdom of God because Jesus told us we're to become like them. If we want to know what it means to follow Jesus into a re-emerging world, we're, we're adults, we're going to need to become like children. In other words, we need to grow down, not grow up. That's what Jesus would say if he were here standing before you today. People, we need to grow down, not grow up. And so we're going to look at a passage of scripture in Mark. If you had your Bibles and you wanted to turn there with me in Mark 10 or on your phone and you wanted to swipe. Mark 10, chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. And this story is super, super important. It's uh, recorded in three out of the four gospels. And so we know it's really important to Jesus' heart. It's listed in three out of the four Gospels, and I'm going to read it. And we're also going to um, sprinkle in some clips from the miniseries, The Chosen, which we've been doing throughout the course of the series. So here's God's word for us this morning out of Mark 10, verses 13 through 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. Yeah, I love uh, love that word indignant. 
You know, uh, we've got kids in the room today and youth in the room today, and I'm so glad that you guys are here. Indignant may not be a word that you have heard a whole lot. I can tell you what it means is almost like, how dare you? That Jesus was saying, how dare you keep children from me? Jesus wanted the kids to have free access to him. And adults, you may be thinking, um, you know, you hear that, don't hinder the kids. And you may think like, well, of course I'm not going to hinder children. It says it right there in the Bible, not to hinder kids. And I would never do that. Um, I'm a children's pastor and I have done that. I have kind of unthinkingly hindered kids from accessing the throne of God. Here's an example of one little way that I've done it. At one point, we changed what we were having for communion. We went from having little crackers in communion in kids' ministry to having matzah. Um, And we were kind of doing it as a church. It was a good thing. It was in the sanctuary. It was a great thing. In kids' ministry, it was a nightmare. And I had children (laughs) spitting matzah all over the children's sanctuary because they said it was gross. And my response to them was, it's not a snack. It's communion. So kids went from really enjoying communion and connecting with the presence of God to dreading communion and making faces and me not yelling at them. I don't yell at kids in kids ministry, I promise you, but, um, me correcting them about how they should still be happy to come into the presence of God, even though it made their tongue very unhappy. Uh, it did not take long for Jesus to correct me in that, fortunately, and we went back to crackers. But here's the thing. We took it a step further when we came back after Corona, and we got a loaf of fresh bread. And so for communion, we, the kids are each getting a hunk of beautiful, fresh bread. And you know what? They know what they're talking about. That stuff is delicious. And yeah. when we sit there remembering who Jesus is, like the kids can show us how. They sit there with that fresh bread, and they remember the goodness of God, and they pour out their love for Jesus in such a natural way. So I encourage you as we go through today to just think about what are the ways that we as individuals, as families, as churches might be hindering the joy of the kingdom of God that our kids are ready to show to us. We're going to take a look at our first clip, and this is definitely Jesus showing us what it looks like to not hinder children from coming into the kingdom. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who gives forth bread from this earth. And I pray that if there are ever two children who come visit my home here, that you will give them the courage to say shalom, so that they will know they do not have to remain in hiding. He's a good man. Amen. We are going to stay. <laughs> What's that sound I hear? Sheep don't sound like that. <laughs> no, that's definitely not sheep. Maybe a rooster? Greetings, children. You know, it is not safe for a child to wander from their home. You never know if there are bad men around. You are wise to bring your friend this time. Joshua. Shalom, Joshua. I admire your bravery to come here. You are a good friend. Well, don't worry. 
I'm not a bad man. See, I knew it. You are free to stay for a bit, but I'm afraid I have some work to do. Okay. And thank you for not taking any food yesterday. See, I knew it. So, what are you doing here? I'm visiting for a time. Where are you from? Nazareth. What is that wood for? I'm building something. Are you a carpenter? Sometimes, but I'm a craftsman. I build all kinds of things. So, why don't you live in the house? I travel a lot. How do you make money? Happy. Just asking him how he makes money. I know, you shouldn't. It's okay. I don't make money when I travel. So for now, I build things and trade them for my food and clothing. What is that? Ah, this is going to be a lock and key. Joshua, ask him questions. He's nice. No, thank you. What else will you build? Wealthy people love decorations and toys for their children. My family isn't wealthy. Many times that's better. I don't know about that. <laughs> you will. <laughs> so good. So good. What I love about how the chosen portrays Jesus. Now, do we actually know from the Gospels if Jesus were to make um, goat and horse sounds in the middle of Israel? No, that's not recorded in the Gospels. But what we do see here is recorded in the Scriptures, and this is the why of what we're talking about and who we're talking about this morning. The why of what we're talking about this morning is found in verse 13, where he says, Do not hinder little children. Let the little children come to me. Jesus is so accessible, so accessible, in fact, in a culture, and still today in our culture, where children, where we still kind of hold on to this old cultural adage of children are to be seen and not heard. And these days, it was children weren't even to be seen or heard. But Jesus welcomes the little children to himself. He's so accessible, and he's so approachable with children. And in a world where adults were not accessible to children, Jesus models for us here in the scriptures that he is truly Emmanuel. He is God with us. Now think about that for a second. Think about that for one second. Just that God has seen you from when you were a little boy or a little girl. All the way up to adulthood. From kids from 1 to 92 That Jesus has been with you every step of the way. Knows every step of your journey. And here Jesus is saying children are to be eternally and presently seen. And eternally and presently heard. He says you grown ups. You think you understand the kingdom so well. But it's really the kids who get it. It's really the kids who get it. And it's like that quote. Jesus is like saying like that great quote from the great Jack Black in Nacho Libre. They don't think I know a buttload of crap about the gospel, but I do. I do. Jesus says, you adults, you think you know so much about the kingdom. You need to grow down, not grow up. Yeah, and that childlike faith, where does it come from? It comes from being nearly rude with your questions, which is what uh, kids do a lot of times, right? They will ask 
inappropriate things. And Abigail in this video, she just kind of keeps at Jesus until, until she finds out what she needs to know. Are you trustworthy? Are you who you say you are? And even when he says, you know, maybe sometimes it's better not to be wealthy. And she says, I don't know about that. <laughs> the, like kids, that's true of who kids are. They take their doubt and they put it right in front of Jesus and they let him speak to it. That's what it is to have childlike faith. And that's like, that's why I love being with kids because they, um, they will ask the hard questions and just like Jesus did not jump to, um, try to correct her, try to, um, change her mind about, I don't think about that. He just presence was enough, right? When we give our kids permission to be in the presence of Jesus, he will in his time win their hearts to truth. Let's take another look at a little bit more of uh, what Jesus is like as Abigail continues to invite her friends, which is what kids do. Just leave him alone. Is he dead? Shh. <laughs> you couldn't have waited half an hour, eh? Can we be around today? These are my other friends, and Joshua again. Shalom, Abigail's friends, and Joshua again. Shalom. Shalom. Can we be around today? I suppose, but I have some work to do. You might have to help. Good. How much longer are you going to stay here? Until it is time for me to go. When's that? Well, I have some work to do here. And some people to meet. And then I will know the right time. You seem nice. Are you dangerous? Hmm. Maybe to some. But no, not to you. And I won't harm anyone. Do you have friends? A few. And more to come. Abby said you travel a lot. Do you have a house? My father provides everything I need. Is your father rich? <laughs> Did Abigail tell you to ask me that? No. That is a question for another time. What's your favorite food? Oh, Joshua the Brave speaks. Hmm. I like so many different foods, but I especially love bread for many reasons. How are those spoons coming along, girls? Good? String. Is it tight? Yep. Almost? Almost. Okay. So tell me, do you all know how to pray the Shema? Yes. Oh, I would love to hear it. You lead us. Hear Israel. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And, and it shall come to pass if you surely listen to the commandments I command you today. That you make yellow and your grain, your wine, and your oil, and you will eat, and you will be satisfied. I am the Lord.
So, why don't you have a home? My home is many places. Why? Because I have a much larger job than just being a craftsman or a teacher. You're a teacher too? I will be soon. What other job? Everyone has a much larger job than just their trade. And you are more than just students. You are at school to show love to one another. And to take God's word and to share it. And at home, to honor your father and mother. And most important, from the law of Moses, to love who? The Lord, your God, with all your heart. Very good, Joshua the Brave. So, I will be doing my work in many places. So good. So here we see Jesus with a group of children, and the way that Jesus is is that he speaks to us all in our own language, doesn't he? Jesus meets these kids right where they're at. And you saw there that he uses this prayer called the Shema. And the Shema is a prayer that every Jewish child would have known from like birth. From day one, these children have prayed this prayer every night before bed with their parents. And Jesus knows this and meets them right where they're at and speaks their language. And then also he gives them significant work to do. That here at the vineyard, as we like to say, there is no junior Holy Spirit. It's not like there's a Holy Spirit for the grown-ups and a Holy Spirit for the kids because they're not ready to handle the real Holy Spirit. No, Jesus gives them significant work. And data, data backs this up. Did you know that percentages show that if someone is to come to Christ... It's called the 1040 window. Is that correct? 414. The 414 window. That percentages show us. It's like, it's like 80% of people come to Christ, come into relationship with God in the first 18 years of their life. And so God knows that there is significant work on this earth to be done by kids. It's amazing. He gives them purpose. He gives all of us purpose, but he speaks to kids in their own language and gives them significant work to do because he knows that children trust him, children love him, and carry the kingdom so beautifully. Yeah, the spiritual capacity of kids is is not to be underestimated. And I love how Jesus in this clip um, talks about how adults, your job is to be in your place in the world and love those around you and model Jesus. And kids, your job is exactly the same. To be a student, to love the, those around you, to model Jesus. Um, and, you know, I love that, like, even our youth, I'm so excited to have our youth in the room, such a crazy percentage of our youth volunteer in our kids' ministry. They are so powerful. And I, I tell you that they carry the presence of God in a special way, the spiritual capacity of you guys, youth, and the spiritual capacity of our kids is not to be underestimated. It is, um, it is an incredible resource in our community. And as a church, it's really important for us to make sure that we're learning to steward that well. Yeah, and here in this third clip, we're going to dig deeper into the spiritual capacity of children, which Jesus calls out of these kids. I want you to keep that in mind as we look at this next clip. Check out the spiritual capacity of kids. 
So what did you do? I tried to walk away, but he wouldn't stop pushing me. So I pushed him so hard he fell down. And that's why you were punished. Did you expect something different? But even Torah says eye for eye. Why should I be punished too? Yes, but that is for a judge. You were hardly in a court of law. And you, all of you, are to be special. You are to act differently than others. You tell us to be gentle, but Rabbi Josiah said Messiah would lead us against the Romans, that he would be a great military leader. It is important to respect your teachers and honor your parents. And Rabbi Josiah is a smart man. But many times, smart men lack wisdom. Is there anything in scripture that says Messiah will be a great military leader? There are many things about scripture that you cannot understand yet. Then that is okay. That is fine. You have many years ahead of you. And God does not reveal all things at once. But children, what if many of the things that our people think about how we are to behave and how we are to treat one another are wrong? You want things to be fair. When someone wrongs you, you want to right it. And you know who else loves justice? But what does the Lord say in the law of Moses about justice and vengeance? Vengeance is mine. Yes, very good. Very good. Boys, pay attention. She doesn't even go to Torah class, huh? (laughs) (laughs) The Lord loves justice. But maybe it is not ours to handle. Do you remember when David had the chance to kill King Saul, who was evil to him? But he didn't. Saul was God's anointed. And it was not the right time for justice. And God says he will have compassion on his people when... What? Let's see if someone who studies this at school is learning. Hmm? When their strength is gone? Yes. Very good. So, maybe we let God provide the justice. Hmm? Maybe we handle these things in a different way. Not trying to be the strongest all the time. Even Messiah? You will have to see. But do not expect Messiah to arrive in Jerusalem on a tall horse carrying weapons. And he will be most pleased with those of you who are the peacemakers. Now... When was the last time you sat down with a seven-year-old and talked about complex kingdom issues like justice? Well, pretty frequently. Okay, go ahead. Why don't you share? Oh, gosh, because I have it, and maybe I should be having more. It's just my job. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should be having more, and that's the lesson that Jesus is saying, that the spiritual capacity of kids is unlimited. They're able to understand and grasp the kingdom in a way that adults cannot. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And Jesus introduces the kingdom, the new kingdom here, and he knows that kids have unlimited spiritual capacity. Check out verse 15 and 16. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. There are these... um, There are these characteristics that our kids carry that are intrinsic to being children. 
that Jesus is saying here, you need to grow down, not grow up. Some of those characteristics are this, that children by nature trust and take Jesus at his word. When they hear that Jesus loves them, for instance, they say, yeah, well, of course Jesus loves me. Sometimes that's harder to believe as adults, isn't it? Another characteristic that children intrinsically carry is this, um, this hunger, this spiritual curiosity. They want to know. Kids want to know. And they, a lot of times they don't even know why they want to know. They just want to know. How many of us know all there is to know about everything? Anybody have a teenager in the room? (laughs) Another intrinsic characteristic about kids is that they're inclusive. Do you notice how in The Chosen, Abigail starts to bring more and more kids because she wants them to experience what she's experienced with Jesus. Kids are inclusive. And this is what we're going to see in the last clip, that kids are inclusive and they want others to meet Jesus and to see how great he is. But before we do that, Tammy, tell us about the balance that you were talking about earlier with me. Yeah, one of the things I love um, about that clip is how Jesus addresses in it that um, our kids are being exposed to a lot of smart people in the world, right? And our kids more than ever, our teenagers more than ever, just have a... Just so many voices speaking false truth to them. It is so critical that we are in there and present in those conversations. And I love how Jesus um, is not disrespectful to the teachers of the church with whom he disagrees. um, But he trusts the weight of God's truth to stand against the lies that are being spoken to them or the half truths or the misinterpreted truths that are being spoken to them. But it is so important that we make sure that that truth is being spoken, um, to counteract, um, to counteract those lies. So again, that's why, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you before, but like, I'm so passionate about the fact that our kids have those questions and our kids are ready to have those conversations with folks who like, if you see something like that and it sets your heart on fire and you think I can't even have those kinds of conversations with adults. If I got to go to kids ministry to find those conversations, sign me up. Please see me after service because I am ready to talk to you about that. But uh, we've got one more clip to take a look at. Let's see what else Jesus has to say. Someday soon, you will understand all of what I am saying to you. But you ask an important question, Abigail. What is my reason for being here? And the answer is for all of you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah. Isaiah, I have loved spending this time with you. You are all so very special. And I hope that my next students 
ask the same questions you do and that they listen to my answers. But I suspect they do not have the understanding you do. And I hope that when the time comes, they will tell others about me like you have. There it is. Isn't that wonderful? It's almost like Jesus is, is practicing like what he's going to say when he gets in front of adults with the kids first. And I love that. And what Jesus does here is he quotes that famous passage from the prophet Isaiah. And what that passage is talking about is how God's blessing, God the Father's blessing, is on Jesus. God's favor is on Jesus. That Jesus is the anointed one. Jesus is the chosen one to make the world right again. To usher in the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God. Jesus is the one. And what we see here in the way that Jesus values kids... Is that Jesus is saying, ultimately, here in the Gospel of Mark, he's saying, listen, the same favor, the same blessing that is on me from the Father is on our kids. Did you catch that? Check out verse 16. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. He took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. The same blessing that the Father blessed Jesus with, Jesus blesses kids with. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And the inclusion here cannot be overstated enough. That kids just want their friends to get around Jesus because he's great. And Jesus speaks to it there in the clip and he says, that's what we need to be like as adults. Now, I don't think I'm standing up here before you like, come on church, let's get more evangelistic and let's, you know, thump people over the head with Bibles. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sharing life with others. That kids know how to do that really well. And we don't know how to do it so well. Especially coming out of a year where we've been separate from people. I don't know about you, but as I'm starting to emerge and get into group settings with other groups of people, there's just this joy that comes over my soul that says, this is right, and this is good. And for a year, we've been telling people, stay away from each other. Keep distance from one another. But Jesus is saying, let the little children come to me. There's something about discipleship that says, no, don't stay far away. Come close. And all the decisions that we made last year, um, frankly, are, were done in love to keep people safe and all of this. But there's something in the gospel that says, come close. It's not the healthy who need a doctor. It's the sick. To experience the gospel and the truth, to experience Jesus, we need to be up close. We can't experience the gospel from far away. We need to experience Jesus close. And to experience the goodness of the gospel in the person of Jesus, we need to understand that just as the Father's blessing was on Jesus, Jesus' blessing is on children. They're our future, you guys. 
kids are our future. And I always say this when I talk about kids and the kingdom. I get around people sometimes and they're all about the, the mantra of the, that the world is going to hell in a handbasket and it's just getting worse. And I don't know about you, but something in my spirit like rejects that. And I'm like, stop. Maybe your kids are all grown up and you don't have teenagers and like toddlers and stuff. But I can't believe that. I can't believe that the world's going to hell in the handbasket. I got to believe that the world's going to get better because of kids like, like ours who are pressing into the kingdom and ushering into the kingdom here. Not getting ready to throw away the world because it's all jacked up and messed up. That's not Jesus. Jesus says, hey kids, look at this world that I love. Here's a place for you to recreate it. I I, I hate that. I hate when adults are like, man, this world's just getting worse. I mean, look at all those politicians and what they're doing to the, earth, to the world. And, and pretty soon, there's so much crime, there's so much violence, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Hey, stuff it. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Like, the world's getting better than it's ever been. Why? Because our kids carry the kingdom of God. That's why. The world's going to get better because our kids carry the kingdom. Yeah, uh, our kids are the future, and they're the present, too. Right now, our kids are carrying a full-size dose of the kingdom. Um, And we wanted to just follow Jesus' example in blessing kids today. So here, I have written down my little verse. And if you are a kid in the room, I invite you to stand up. If you want, you can even come close. You don't have to, but if you want, you can come close. And if your kid does not want to stand up, grown-ups, I invite you to stand up with your child. Hey, online, if you're joining us and you're a kid, stand up. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and now, adults, if you are still sitting, if there is a child, <laughs> youth too, I invite you to. You are not required, but I invite you to stand up. And now, if you are not standing... And I'm just going to ask Holy Spirit that you would move and that you would bring people to our minds. If there is a child in your life, in your neighborhood, in your world that you want to invite the blessing of the Lord upon, I invite you to stand up to receive it on their behalf. Come Holy Spirit. Jesus, you said the spirit of the Lord is on you. And we speak out that the spirit of the Lord is on these children. Jesus, you said that you have come, that you've been anointed to proclaim the good news to the poor. And Jesus, we speak over the lives of these children that they have been anointed to speak the good news to the poor. Jesus, you came to proclaim freedom for prisoners, and we speak that over these children, Lord, that they have come to proclaim your freedom for the captives here in Parma and in Cleveland and in Ohio and in America and around the world. They have come to proclaim freedom for the captives. Lord, release your gifting in your favor. Yes, Jesus. Jesus, you said that you were sent to uh, bring recovery of sight. And I just ask, Lord, that you would pour that out on our children, that they would have physical gifts of healing, but also that they would just carry your vision, Lord, that they would have a way of opening people's eyes to the kingdom, 
that is new and unexpected and sets an amazing example for us. Holy Spirit, come. Yeah, and at home, I speak um, a special blessing over parents who are sitting at home because getting out of the house right now is just hard with little kids. I speak the spirit of the Lord to come upon you right now that you would know his presence, that you would know his purpose. I break the spirit of hopelessness off of parents and off of kids and off of our youth. Come, Lord. And Lord, I ask for the places where the enemy lies to us and says, you know, Jesus just told those kids that they're special. Adults, you are special too. Mm -hmm. Carrying the kingdom is for special people. And that includes everyone who hears my voice right now. Come, Lord God. Yeah, we bless kids in the name of Jesus. That y'all would see the kingdom of God, the rule and reign come through your hearts and your hands. In your times, in your day, for your generation, that you would see life, that you would see freedom, that you would see hope, recovered lives, hopelessness disappear. Depression fall off of your friends. And, and joy ushered in to your life and into the spaces where you show up. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, we, uh, you're, you can stand. You can be seated. Whatever is right for you. Um, moving forward, if you are ready to respond to this message, if you are ready to spend time with kids, I would love to talk to you. Um, if you're at home, you can email me through the website. If you're here, come and talk to me today. Um, we uh, specifically are looking for um, two teachers and two helpers in each of our two classrooms, K-5 and preschool. If um, you feel the Lord calling you to that, um, I encourage you to come and talk to me as soon as possible. Also, for our VBS, uh, we're going to need helpers and folks of all... Um, Not everyone will be working directly with kids. So even if you say, I'm not really a kid person, uh, see me if you are ready to help. How many kids we can invite to VBS is directly tied to how many volunteers we have. So I encourage you to talk to me as soon as possible. Finally, um, we are looking for prayer warriors to stand for kids ministry and for our VBS. Sarah Smith has been kind enough. She is going to be... heading up a really specific focused prayer effort for kids ministry and VBS from now through August. If you would like to be, um, if you want to join us in that and support us in that, please see Sarah and she will put you on our mailing list for, um, for weekly prayer requests and updates. Yeah, it's really important as we reemerge and we move into a season where we'll um, reemerge to having kids church every Sunday that we have um, Adults back there, uh, youth back there who really see this as not only an opportunity to express the kingdom and to teach, but also to learn a few things. You may learn a few things about who God is, as we just said. We're going to move into a time of ministry together. And so.